Hello, and welcome back to the Radio Gamescast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan, and today I'm joined by my lovely duo of co-hosts, Brett. Hello. And Wyatt. Hello. We're super excited and full of joy to talk about the greatest thing in video games, a.k.a. Jeff Keighley's Game Awards and Jeff yeah. Keighley's Kicks, more specifically. <laughs> Don't the Game Awards have this thing where it's like gaming's greatest night? Or best night, or something like that. I have isn't the best a, night in game. I'm not looped game. into the game or something like hype that. Train generally. Um, and yeah, here we are. We've made two videos on them, almost in a row. <laughs> hey, we're always gonna do the same thing. We did the same thing last yeah. year. We did the same thing the year before. We're not gonna stop <laughs> until the game yeah, awards until, stop. Yeah. No, because we'll even if own. even it's a sh if it's a show that doesn't always deliver, it's usually at least fun to talk about. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. We're, and as we always do. say. It's always still fun to watch with your friends, so... Yeah. So, context for, for how we're talking about the Game Awards this time. So, things are a little bit different from last year. We didn't get to do a live reaction because uh, I was in California for the Game Awards at a, to do a theater viewing with the Blizzard team. So, I watched it there in that context. So, my, my opinion of things is colored by watching it in a large group relevant to the games industry, which is going to mean... My take on things may not be fully accurate to what most people will think. <laughs> I mean, that's how most people watch the Game Awards, is in a theater with a bunch of people. That's, of course. That's I, I think they did a larger theater presence this year, because last year they did, did the same thing where you could watch it at some theaters. I think this year they had more of a larger scale thing. Um, but yeah, watched it differently. Also, I, I work for Blizzard, so we're going to kind of go through quickly anything that does with Blizzard stuff, because... It's not helpful for me to tell you what to think about Blizzard stuff because I work there, and that's disingenuous. <laughs> so form your own opinions about the Blizzard stuff. All right, moving on. Talk about the show. Watch the Game Awards. Jeff Keighley promised it would be the shortest one. <laughs> I don't know if I don't... technically it was. I, d I don't know if it was the longest one either, but it felt long. It felt super long. It felt I don't long. know. I do think it like, maybe felt a little bit less cringe than last year. <laughs> it was less cringe. There, there was nothing that made me like, like roll my eyes to the back of my head. There was nothing that made me like want to get up and stop watching. Like, like every time, usually there's like one thing. Like, like the okay, Fast and Furious game that one. <laughs> yes, was like, really just oh like God. the stopping point. For me, yeah, um, and for for context as well, I was I was at work while this was um, while this was streaming, while this was going, and I I think when I when I got home from work, it was still going, and I think I logged on right at like best indie game. I think is when I started watching, and then I watched it for the rest of the way there, and then yeah, so you still caught a pretty I watched, good chunk of it. Yeah, yeah, I watched any major announcements before then, and I quickly looked over the other nominees. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the main difference this year is the pre-show was a lot more important, it seems like. Yes. Um, which is also weird because the theater showing did not show the pre-show. It, it rolled B-roll of a bunch of games that are coming out, so we saw like a bunch of Forspoken gameplay and stuff like that, which, Lucky I don't know, didn't really feel valuable <laughs> to me. Yeah, at this point. But, uh, yeah, I, I wish I had seen the actual pre-show ahead of time or when the live show was happening and not uh yesterday as i was catching up on it but yeah it, we started off with a bang with the pre-show we got the dead cells castlevania collaboration 
Yeah. Which yeah. I'd say is a pretty significant thing. That's a, that's a very cool collaboration to be happening. I mean, what what an honor for for a game to to feature content from the game that probably inspired it most and created the genre that it's in. Like it, I I, I don't I don't know who the developers of of Dead Cells are, but like wow, they I mean they must be so excited and like honored <laughs> by by this yeah. opportunity to begin with. They've done a really good games, job with all of it. How many games in general are like have actually have the name Castlevania on it in it officially that are like coming out that are new? Like that's I feel like this yeah. is the first one in a while that we've had some yeah. remakes of the, hey, the GBA Castlevania. Good way for Konami to make money off of their franchise. <laughs> I, I know actually developing anything. Crazy. See, <laughs> yeah, often, this. Oftentimes when you start to see like a legacy franchise start to like cameo and other games and stuff that sometimes leads up to like a full release of something and they're like kind of starting a hype train, but it's Konami, so like who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, what one could hope that that there's some sort of Castlevania uh revival in the works, but who knows? Who knows when we'll see that? And none yeah. of the creators are likely going to be involved anyway. So yeah. it, it's a hard thing to really want to be to care about because you know it's not it's not the not going to be the Castlevania that we know and love. Maybe we'll get a cool interpretation of Castlevania, but hard to tell. All right, after we saw the Dead Cells Castlevania thing, which is coming quarter one, twenty twenty three. And looks very good. We don't have a ton of detail on what is in this, but it at least seems like a Dracula fight and possibly some Belmont weapons. Be cool to have. All right, best mobile game, first award of the night, Marvel Snap. Sure, <laughs> I've played Marvel Snap. It is very good. Uh, haven't played most of the other games though, so let's move on. Vampire Survivors has a mobile port that is free, and notably, it is the whole game that's free. And the way the monetization in this works is you watch ads to get boost-type things, but if you ignore the ads permanently, you're basically just playing regular Vampire Survivors. So, hey, if you want to play just regular Vampire Survivors on your phone, good way to go. Interesting. And there's not even an option to buy anything, from my knowledge in this. You can't actually pay for anything. So, That's hey, nice of them. neat little uh, actually free mobile game. Moving on. Valiant Hearts Coming Home is a World War II, or World War One actually, adventure game. That's coming to a, a, a mobile thing. I remember playing the first one. I think it was also it was pretty on my good. phone. Many years ago. I don't remember much of it, but it was kind of like point and click. Like, like, a, like yeah. a 2D side-scrolling point and click, correct? Yeah, yeah it's a side-scrolling adventure game. One of the very few games that that is set in World War One that we have, <laughs> so that's, that's a yeah. fairly unique setting, I'd say. Looks neat. All right, Returnal coming to PC. Sony following up on their PC promises. Some cool looking stuff. Returnal is a good game. I'm sure PC people will be happy to get a hand on it. But I think odds are, if you own a computer that can run Returnal, you probably already own a PS5 or have the funds to get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless your issue is finding one, which has gotten a little bit easier, but not super easy. A little bit. A little bit easier, but not the most easy thing. Um, yeah. Who knows? Fun game, though. Best fighting game winner is Multiversus. Eh. Eh. 
I, I, I would. I think the only <laughs> other game I, I really would prop up in this category is Sifu. But I also don't know that I would count Sifu as a fighting game in terms of like yeah. the rest of the games that are nominated. In terms of the fitting the word fighting, yeah, definitely. But fitting the nominations here, I don't know. I, I don't think Multiverses is that great of a fighting game, but none of the big ones came out this year. So I think the, the, the only most... other big competitor is one that is a remake of it, not even a remake, like a remaster of a game that already released in the JoJo's game. So I think the most I can say about Multiverses is that if you have a really, really hard time playing Smash Brothers online like I do, go for it. <laughs> or if you want to play Shaggy. <laughs> that, yes, that's a compelling awesome. thing to have. Or if, you, or if you want to play Smash and you don't have a Switch. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But... Hey, well, you, uh, if you also don't want to play Smash Brothers, we've got a Hellboy fighting game or Hellboy actiony thing. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. pretty good conversion of the comic book art style yeah. into three yeah. D. I was actually really really impressed with how well that that turned out. I will say the the animations looked a little bit wonky, a little stiff at times. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, in terms of converting that that comic book arts wow very impressive um, yeah we also don't have a release window for this so it could just be pretty early in development and this could just be a largely trailer fakery so the only the only could thing improve. the only thing that was kind of odd about it is that for a second it seemed like during the trailer it was kind of it kind of seemed like a cutscene or, or just like a cinematic and then there was a moment where they wanted it to look like gameplay but i'm like was that actual gameplay it was, it was very unclear. Of I think we're going to have that complaint but... for a couple of trailers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. For yeah. sure. I, I get why teams do this because it does look cool, but as soon as it, we're done with it, I'm left wanting to see what the actual gameplay looks like. Yeah. It, it's it hard to follow It feels like up we've... On. We had like a like a push for the last couple of years where it's like, dude, if we're not seeing gameplay in these trailers, like I we don't even like it. Like, what's the point? And like everyone was really vocal about it for the last couple of years. We've been really good with that. And then this year, it feels like for that, like the ball has just mm -hmm. been completely dropped. And we're back to where we were before, where it's just well, like CG trailer if, that looks nice. But I want to yeah. see the game. I, and another trend that we're seeing with these trailers is that like they'll they'll come out with the big cinematic trailer at the big game show or whatever, and then like maybe a day later they'll do a live stream with actual gameplay. It's like why isn't this in the actual show? You're just leaving the big like hype cinematic for the the big show, yeah. and then having gameplay after. What was uh, it? I think Time a lot of that, did that. I I will say I don't like the gameplay afterwards unless it's like concurrent. Like if I can go after the show immediately and look up gameplay of a game I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. Then I'm then I think that that does its job, but uh, I think either have have gameplay that exists already or have gameplay that is at the show. Don't wait till like the day after is my advice in that because yeah. I think that way people can actually like look up the game and see excitement unless it's a thing that isn't ready yet because you can totally do a CG trailer if it's a thing that like I think the Hellboy game is a good example of something that I think the CG trailer is a good kind of use case for. Yeah, because yeah, we don't, even we have, don't a have a release window. Well, it's it's a like a, like I was saying, it's it's a good conversion of the art style. I think it just works well as like a hey, here's a Hellboy game that looks like Hellboy. That's the first step. You got to make it yep. look like Hellboy. Yep. All right, let's let's buzz through some esports stuff because none of us care. <laughs> Doesn't mean you shouldn't, but none of us care. Uh, we have Valorant for best esports game. Uh. What were the other ones in this category again? 
Who knows? <laughs> it's my answer. <laughs> we talked about them, and I think we had the exact same opinion of it's going to be Valorant or something that had already yeah. won. Um, yeah. We have best esports athlete, yay. Who plays Valorant? <laughs> we have best esports team, loud. League of Legends team, uh, best esports coach, Bazooka, who's another Valorant person. Uh, and the best esports event is the League of Legends LCS World Championship, which makes sense. It was, like, I think one of the most viewed esports events ever this year. So, League going strong. Good for them? Yay. Moving <laughs> on. Uh, Horizon VR. We got a little bit more Horizon VR stuff. This looks neat. I I mean, VR has never really been a, a field that I have really dipped my toes in that much or that I'm really that interested in, to be quite honest with you. But it looks cool. I feel like having a, a, a Horizon game as your like as one of your big like VR titles to promote your new VR headset was probably a good choice just given the yeah the, that world is something that people really are attached to including myself um so seems like a good choice seems cool um probably not going to get a VR headset anytime soon to play it but yeah you know. yeah it's not a VR system seller for me looks cool maybe I'll play it in a couple of years but yeah. who knows uh post trauma looks really cool it's a a resident evil silent hill fixed camera angle horror ish game looks fun yeah. this, this is the one with the like the older guy that you play as right i think so i think if not if i can put the right we'll trailer the right it. thing it was the only yeah. fixed camera angle looking thing in the show so I i'm think just so. Listen, dude. There's so much of this like three and a half hour experience is just a blur. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to make sure trying to keep up. <laughs> but this um, even cool though. I haven't even seen all the reveals for everything because you know there's so many. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's clearly Silent Hill inspired. This has the yeah. PT initials. I've I've heard a lot of excitement for this. I'm not, or well, I'll, I'll correct the time. I wasn't a survival horror person. I'm becoming more of a survival horror person. So maybe by the time I catch up with Resident Evil, I'll be more interested in this. Uh, but as of right now, I'm, I'm still working my way through the backlog of survival horror classics. So, All right. Viewfinder. A, uh, a puzzle space manipulation game. Take photos and you convert them into 3D things. Looks neat. Looks very cool. Super cool. I just, I just super cool like tech it seems like yeah, yeah this reminds me I of um, even... I don't remember the game that came out a while back that was you had like you could pick up an object and your perspective would change the size of it oh right they, that's what they say it on the, yeah. the site that we're looking at here but that's what I thought too oh, they do. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like I haven't seen too much like like 100% of the gameplay is super level, but someone uh, that I was living with at the time played it and finished it, and they were like, this game's super overrated. I wish they did more with the per the perspective changey thing. And this literally looks like this, like, just that, but the game. Yeah, Super Liminal hopefully. was just very short. It's, it's not a long uh, yeah, game, right. and it is a game that, like, kind of has, has one use case for the perspective mm -hmm. stuff most of the time. Because uh, it really, once you learn how to use it, it's basically just about size. Um, there's not a whole lot else you do with it. Whereas this looks a, a little bit more almost witnessy in terms of manipulating yes. things around you to use them. Uh, it looks cool. Uh, Atomic Heart got shown again. Atomic Heart has looked good basically every time it's been shown off, and it's in February. So, 
I think we'll we'll see how this game turns out because it's been going for a long time. This is one of those yeah. long, it's, it's long been... development time games. Yeah. Uh, worth noting, the, the score is done by Mick Gordon, I believe. So, you know, the, the music is always for this game has always sounded pretty freaking sweet, <laughs> as you might expect. Uh, so it's cool. I like retro futurism as like a as a setting. And this kind of has like a Russian like 60s retro futuristic mm. kind of look to it. So I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. All right, Relic Hunter's Legend, a uh, co-op shooter. Looks like Nuclear Throne. Coming out. Soon-ish. We don't have an actual date, but soon-ish. Uh, closed beta is on Steam. Oh, I skipped Scars Above. I did skip Scars that Above. I, that I vaguely cared about, Ryan. How could you? Bro, well, tell <laughs> us why you vaguely care about Scars Above. Uh, I the trailer started and I was like, oh, is this more Returnal? It's not, but it sure does look like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, was, I was thinking that. But... Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to have more games that look like Returnal because Returnal looks very cool uh, yeah. in this game, even though it has a similar, you know, lady in white, white space future suit in green environment look. You know, it does it good, but it 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 looks pretty sick. Uh, I don't know if it says. I don't think we know what it's on yet. Uh, I'm hoping it starts on more things than Returnal does, so that I can play it uh, close to when it comes out. Um, uh, it says but... PS4, PS5, uh, Xbox, and PC. Oh, there you go. Everything. There you go. Good platform uh, list. Uh, that's available in February as well. Yeah. So coming soon. Um, all right. Yeah. We, Relic Hunters. I don't think any of us are, are too crazy into this type of game. So. Not really. Great for people who are. Uh, Among Us has a new mode. Never I dies, don't think any dude. of us have even really played Among Us. So. No. The, uh, see, I've played Werewolf. So I think we played, I played every among us variation too. of game that inspired Among Us, but not Among Us. <laughs> uh, all right, After Us, which is not Among Us, but is after Among Us, is uh, a neat little look like restore a wasteland game. I really like the trailer for this one. Uh, it looked almost a little spooky because their your main character girl has some weird looking skin. So, I, I love the visuals here. All right, moving on. Replaced is, I think, one of the most like visually striking things we got to yes. see. Super For cool sure. use of almost like that HD two D art style, but moved into a different genre entirely than like JRPG. It's an almost like adventure game with what looks like a little bit of side scrolling action thrown yes. in the mix. Uh, I thought this looked great. 2023 yeah. for date. I think we might have actually seen this game before as well. Yes, I, uh, I feel we like have. I have it wish listed already on Steam or something. Yeah, um, yeah because that headline for their website times. is replaced coming to Xbox in 2022. Well, <laughs> which I believe it's been pushed from into 2023. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks very cool. I love the the aesthetic of this. I think we saw this at the last Xbox showcase. Is we where did. we, no, we saw this, but yeah, I'm super interested in this. Uh, looking forward to playing it when it comes out. Best family game, the is... Nintendo Award. Yeah, <laughs> Kirby in <and> the <laughs> Forgotten Land wins the Nintendo Award. Uh, no surprises there, I think, from anyone. Uh, that was one that I think we gave the popular vote to. So, mm -hmm. all right, moving on. Street Fighter 6 has some wacky mini games, baby. <laughs> Hope you like cooking food. 
it looks like this game is just like we haven't had fun in a while what if everyone just had a lot of fun and they just threw everything into street fighter which is great sometimes fun you need in, a little in, bit of that fun in a competitive fighting game is that even allowed it's yeah if, tekken like, games for a very long time have had competitive bowling modes you yeah. <laughs> feel like most people aren't aware of this but it is a real thing <laughs> At some point, they have sold like entirely bowling focused DLC. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking; it's real. Uh, all right. After that pre-show is over, Jeff steps on the stage, and a wild Al Pacino appears. He looked like he didn't know where he was, and then he said he didn't. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. I loved how many people you could tell during the show like were just on the edge of like being able to read the teleprompter. Mm-hmm. And at They're that point, squinting. get some glasses. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Or just for the show, it's okay. <laughs> we would rather you're able to see. But Al Pacino had a, a nice little speech about how he doesn't play video games. <laughs> and uh, gets to present the Best Performance Award for Christopher Judge, who, oh man, <laughs> really set the tone for the show. <laughs> God. No, okay, I didn't watch. The, I didn't. I haven't watched this. I've only heard about it. What happened? <laughs> well, you have to watch this. It's incredible. Dude, it's like it feels like when like when one of us is just having like a really hard time talking about like whenever you ask me to talk about Silent Hill and I just go on like a fifteen minute like um and there's this but 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 also and, and, and the devs and, and, and it's just that for 15 you know what this felt like? minutes. This felt like someone trying to figure out how to drive a stick shift car, but not <laughs> having any, anyone to teach them and just try to figure it out. Oh my <laughs> so god, I'm seeing these videos go on for like 9 or 10 minutes. <laughs> yes! Yes! And it no! took them that long before they started playing like the okay, get off the stage music. You and then like after that, that they like, really wanted to let him have it have his have his time because it's Christopher Judge, right? This man yeah. commands respect. He had this incredible gold suit. Oh, looking good, Chris mm-hmm. Judge. He had the legendary uh, skin. Walks up, buttery smooth voice. Like everyone, everyone likes Christopher Judge. But then he just starts going on, obviously like this poorly rehearsed, mm-hmm. <laughs> extremely, extremely from the heart, but very long speech. Uh, and then they start oh, playing music yeah. midway through to try to like cue him to finish, and he just goes harder. <laughs> And his, his final, I think the, the ending notes of his speech are really good, where he, like, actually thanks the team and everything and wraps up and has a, a good, inspiring quote. But the rest of it is a lot of just, like, him calling out the names of people. Yeah. <laughs> that nobody knows who they are. Uh, talking about Corey Barlog and Eric Williams for a lengthy amount of time. Ooh, <laughs> this was a lot to handle. This is the speech I would expect for Game of the Year and not for Best Performance. Yes. Yes. As well as it also just having been, like, there was a lot in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of it was good, but it was just a case of, like, the time and place for a speech like this is probably not the first award of a show. No. Um, well, also with an award show like the Game Awards, we're like, no one really takes this seriously to begin with. So, like, and I'm yeah, sure but this I, is a- I think you deserve, if you win an award, you deserve your moment on stage, and, right? And for a little for, while. For like, no, no. And, and, like, if you're, if you're, if you're, any of the games or, or studios or whatever that are up there for, for it, it still means a lot to you. I, I don't want to take that away from it for a second, but yeah. it's just not the time and place. <laughs> yeah, like... I also think it's largely a case of Chris, Christopher Judge is largely known for Kratos. He's largely a one character voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I think changes the context of things a little bit compared to people that voice a lot of characters and so would have it, it wouldn't be as unique of an experience to them yeah that's true um, so I think he has a lot more emotional stuff in this especially because it's mocap and whatnot you're doing a lot more in the character work yeah. um but yeah good speech super long it was really funny past a certain point because you could tell yeah. they they had no plan for what if a speech runs long to get someone off stage. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, yeah, you could really tell the issue there. <laughs> All right. Next, they drop the thing that nobody was ready for, that Wyatt and I probably collectively lost our our minds oh. for. Uh, the, the sound in the theater when this Hades 2 got oh, revealed was man. incredible. Because you could tell the whole time, everyone knew it was going to be Supergiant. As soon as Jeff starts hyping up an indie studio, you're like, okay, it's Supergiant. Obviously. Well, also the art style. The art style as well. Well, before he like, even you, shows you, you anything, you hear him go, okay. like, an indie studio that has been here and won awards before, it's Supergiant, right? Mm. <laughs> that's that's who you're talking about, because anyone else would be a disappointment. I'm sorry to other indie developers, but Supergiant <laughs> is top of their game every time. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Supergiant doesn't miss, all right? Wow. Everyone else misses just a tiny little bit, and that's fine, but Supergiant doesn't. So, Hades 2 got announced. It looks great. Uh, we saw a really, really cool trailer with uh, the new main character. Looks fun. I, I'm I'm very into this. It's going to launch the same way Hades did in early access in 2023. Yeah, I, I don't it, think you... I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who isn't excited about this announcement. It's interesting, because I saw that, and, like, immediately... I was super amped, super excited. This is coming from someone who didn't start playing Hades until like 2020. And so I guess naturally in the back of my head, I thought that was the release date, right? And so I was like, wow, this feels really soon for a sequel. No, it came out in 2018. So yeah. there's been there's been enough time. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good amount of time. Um, I, I think it's also going to be a little while in early access, but Hades 1 did early access extremely well, so I expect this will this also is, follow that. This is a game that I'm going to be getting when it comes out on early access. I want to be there for that. See the new updates. Development. As they come. Yeah, I want to I be there this time. And the great thing about how Hades did early access is it was often they would pair mechanical updates with content updates so you always had new stuff to play through while you toyed with the new systems yeah so you had like a really good flow of never feeling like you had to replay the game you could always just kind of keep going on the same save file uh after that we got another hard-hitting reveal ken levine's judas right uh this... it's a, a let me make sure i get the uh the team right for this but they're behind a bunch of people from bioshock uh are working on this this really cool I guess it's going to be a first-person shooter. Uh, yeah, we do know it's a first-person shooter. I don't know why I'm saying it, 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 look, it looks very Bioshock-y. Yeah. <laughs> Bioshock-y, but we get the sense there's a little twist here. I think this, especially with the naming of Judas in the end, we're like fixing what uh, you broke as the tagline. I'm so curious. Uh, it's Ghost Story Games. Now, I, I seem to remember there's been a lot of news stories covering the development of this game and how uh it's it's been a, a bit of a difficult development road for these guys and i could it's totally possible that i could be thinking of something else but i seem to remember like whatever 
this news stories would be like, oh, whatever game Ken Levine is working on, there's been some behind the scenes stuff going on with it. I can't confirm any of that, of course, but when I was watching this, I was like, this looks really there good. There was, so the I did just look head, this up. Uh, yeah. Around January of this year, there were some, some reported issues of the game being in development hell, but it looks like it's at least been, it's got a full announcement and release date now. So trailer, so yeah. It's also the, the studio was founded in 2014. <clears throat> it seems like I would allot two years for the studio to get an identity and like learn how to work together, and then after that is probably when development started. It's still lengthy, but and more understandable. You have to keep. You have to keep in mind, too, you know, not every studio is a Kojima Productions where, like, they form and then they just start working on a game. Oftentimes, studios work on contract work for other projects yeah. first. Yeah. Before or they'll be floating ideas, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. After that, we got Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon. This is wild. This is very this is very strange. funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a platinum developed action game becoming a third person platformer. I mean, it looks very pretty, so <laughs> I'm interested. But at the same time, most people that like Bayonetta didn't necessarily love Bayonetta three. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of a trust issue between platinum and the fan base right now. So hopefully this is good. It comes out in March. <laughs> it's very, very quick turnaround time compared to Bayonetta 3. I mean, for a game like this, not huge surprising. I imagine this was in development by a different team and less people because it's it doesn't look as expensive to develop as Bayonetta 3. Because isn't there also... <clears throat> is there like a mini game or something in Bayonetta 3 that looks similar to... There is a secret chapter that this? plays like this. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I heard. So it, it definitely was... Worked on during Band of the Three. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, there's uh, some music from God of War that was very good. Uh, crazy hurdy gurdy player going at it. I dude, <laughs> I love seeing that thing. It is I, yeah. I want one. I've wanted one for a really long time. It looks so good because it's just I just dude. I just it's my it's man. my favorite <laughs> instrument to use in Sea of Thieves. So oh, you can actually play with yeah, Sea of Thieves. That's awesome. That's pretty sick. That's, awesome. I, that's, that's the one thing I've heard about Sea of Thieves. It's maybe like, oh, never mind. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta try that. <laughs> play the hurdy gurdy. Um, yeah, a great little first musical performance. Moving on, we got the best debut indie award, and it goes to Stray. I, I really like the wording that this hard drive article uses for those who are wondering we are following to make sure we get announcements in the right order we're using the hard drive.net game awards recap if you would like to follow along because it's god knows it would have taken us forever to to make coherent notes for for this ourselves with Uh, with anything indie oh no i'm sorry keep going well because because i just wanted to say uh uh, clearly, the person that wrote this really likes Vampire Survivors, so this is biased yeah. uh, somewhat. But they say, and biased. I'm sure Stray is a fine game, but Vampire Survivors was robbed. Later, spoilers, Stray will win Best Indie as well, making this award extra pointless. Which yeah. really yeah. makes you think, why? <laughs> this is my, my huge issue with this. I don't mind Stray winning. I liked Stray a oh, lot. Yeah. I like all the, these other games a lot. But this has left me feeling that both Vampire Survivors and Tunic are robbed. Yeah. <laughs> One of them also needed an award, not just Stray. Um, yeah. This I is don't... really just the case of like, man, I feel like the Game Awards would be so much more entertaining if they limited it 
it to one award per game. Even if that's a little bit of like an obtuse limitation, it it would lead to it to be a much more fun chase for awards and, and a lot more love to go around which, for the developers. Which uh, is an issue that I'm sure we're going to bring up later. Yes. <laughs> because, will we? Man, exactly what we thought would happen happened. So. Uh, Our worst fear is the worst timeline. God. And again, not a knock against Stray, but I really oh, wish no, that no. we got to spread some indie love here and get something aside from Stray in here. I really wanted Tunic to get something because... I, I would have given Tunic best indie and Stray best debut indie. Would have been my pick because I think Stray is a really incredible debut, but not the best indie game that came. See, out but how year. is Tunic not also an incredible debut? Because I mean, it's, it's an incredible debut, but well, best indie I think yeah, covers like, everything, right? Exactly. Sure. It's sure. like game of the year. It's like that's the catch-all. Uh, <laughs> if you win that, you you are considered being great I, at everything else as well. And I'd make the argument too that if Tunic was more of just like a like a you know, 2D Zelda clone with a really nice art style. I feel like my reaction to this would have been different, but it does so many more interesting things on yeah. top of that yeah. that I feel like it really should have gotten more more love than it did, Yep, in my opinion. All right, after that, we got a Destiny 2 Lightfall trailer, which was really good, I thought. This was a really cool trailer, um, at least visually. <laughs> I did watch it. <laughs> it. It had some super I watched cool it, cyberpunk I remember. imagery. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't actually see I'm the kind of person I play Destiny 2 actively, but at the same time I don't try to keep up with the seasonal stuff generally. Mm. So I'm not someone who's like a diehard Destiny 2 fan, but I am a big fan of Cyberpunky City neon designs, and this looks really fun from that aspect. That. And grappling hooks in games are always a good idea. So big fan of grappling hook and destiny. Alright. Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, we saw that Batman uh as Kevin Conroy's final act, he is showing up in yeah. Suicide Squad as Batman. Yeah. So, so I mean, this article that we're that we're following here kind of already touches on it, but it was it was it was a weird. <laughs> it was kind of strange because it's like his final performance as Batman is like uh, some sort of like hypnotized weirdo. Murderer? The game is called Kill the Justice the, League. Justice My League. God, <laughs> like, jeez, dude, super awkward. <laughs> Which makes me think, like, that's really like that's obvious, right? Like, like I yeah. think everyone reacted to that as like, oh, it's cool, it's his last thing. A little bit weird that it's for this though. Which makes me think that maybe there's like a he like takes his normal pills or something and becomes yeah. like normal again or something by the, I hope, especially cause this one is know. confirmed to be like an actual sequel to the Arkham games. Hmm. Yeah. And, it would and be weird. Be, and to be clear too, this isn't, this isn't Rocksteady's fault because obviously mm -hmm. they couldn't have planned for something. Well, like, like I, I feel like th it would be far worse to, if he had done the voice acting for this to cut it out. Like that is so yeah, much yeah. worse. No, no, no. I, I don't think anyone wants that. It was just a weird, like, "Hey, thanks, Kevin," which is like a nice sentiment as it's his last performance as Batman. But the context of the Batman that he's playing here is a little strange. <laughs> I mean, what can you do? There's no, there's no exactly, exactly. change to be made there. I think. No, no, uh, no. It's it's again, it's not their fault, but yeah. it is unfortunately just all right. A little strange. Keeping us moving, so we are still sticking to some semblance of a time schedule because we have a lot to talk about 
party animals showed up again. So this this was a game shown off in 2020. At the I believe the Game Awards, it might have been an Xbox show uh, that has been apparently rebuilt from scratch and is about ready to release. Wait, rebuilt from scratch since we last saw it? Yeah, because this was a game a that was announced as being coming out relatively soon after the last time it showed, which is, was in 2020. Uh, and then it radio silenced for three years. So, or two years. We, really weird. Looks fun, though. It looks cool, yeah. I mean, it looks like, like a Gang Beasts type like uh, party say, game. Uh, but it looked like it had I'm... a few more party gaming modes here, too. Like, not yeah. just Gang Beasts. Almost like a little bit of Mario Party thrown in there. But it's got that kind of, like, wonky, soft body physics kind of, like brawl almost <laughs> um which you know i'm always down for more of that type of a party game because those are such a good time with the right group of friends yeah yeah it looks really good too i think this is a great art style so yeah. looks like fun I, also, I do have to i have to i have to take back what i said before this didn't make me get up and leave uh they did scream i believe this is sparta in the middle of this trailer oh yeah um, they did that was uh <laughs> questionable i don't know how i feel like if you like bring that up in like a marketing meeting you just you should just get like blacklisted from the industry by this point yeah, like it's 2022 not a single person in and their you, right mind is going to laugh for that and you much like xerxes in the movie got kicked you yes just left yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i can't help but feel there was like a kicked into the bathroom <laughs> there was like a wave of confusion yeah. over the theater when this happened because i think people That's had awesome. kind of just forgotten that this was a joke <laughs> for a long time and then it happened and it was just like oh that happened a little bit weird it's it's like uh, seeing the sparta shoe show up in dead cells now <laughs> it really just dates oh, the game God. back to a different era of, of development um all right uh last of us part one coming to pc cool think... <laughs> that's about it all right, best adaptation. He's getting goes, a really good game. <laughs> yeah, best adaptation goes to Arcane League of Legends. I, I'm so, perfectly happy with that. I I would have preferred this over Cyberpunk in my humble. Yeah, opinion. my my only um, thing with this winning over Cyberpunk is that Edge Runners feels complete. Arcane does not feel complete, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because I we know we're getting a season two, and I if it's the same quality level, it's going to be very good. So. It's just a, a difference in terms of what I would generally look for in shows. Is I like and, things that have an ending. Yeah, and 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 speaking personally, I part of the reason I prefer Arcane is just that I felt much, uh, I felt a lot stronger about these characters than I did with Cyberpunk. But also, anime, as I've said many times before, is just not my thing, and so I just there's like a style preference going on for me personally. But yeah, I also think Arcane probably had a harder transition to tv because cyberpunk is an easy thing to transition into visual media outside of games whereas arcane is like how do you even take league of legends and make it a tv show yeah and especially make it a good tv show so I, it's I think impressive what they were able to win. do with the, with the material that they have <laughs> yeah not to downplay edge runners because i think edge runners is also very good but yes no i, arcane I like definitely deserve this definitely not uncharted I still don't know what it was doing on that list. <laughs> that was filling out the five nominees. You yeah, know? Gotta, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to give Tom Holland his shout out. <laughs> Are right. you though? <laughs> uh, next, we got a cool like trailer moment for Jedi Survivor with a neat 
uh, Cal, not Cal, the, whoever the old master is here in a back to tank showing up on stage and then coming down with a trailer. That was pretty cool. I uh, it looks great. Yeah. I, I think this the exciting things to me is it looks like there's a little bit more of a focus on switching styles in combat that I'm excited about. Um, I've heard so many moves. I've heard so many fan theories and a lot of like hopes and dreams that the, this mystery person in the back to tank is a star killer which would be a really really kind of fun reference or like fun little cameo but I doesn't look like probably it. not probably. probably not it I agree that'd be fun but it does not look like it uh yeah. but hey I could be convinced weird clone aging I will I will say uh main, main character man went from looking more like Wyatt to looking like Alex Labella and now <laughs> yeah. so I can't <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like when he showed up on the screen. I was like, "What that? Like the the head, like silhouette, and everything." Woo! The, uh, that he he's actually gone right now because he's doing mocap for Jedi Survivor <laughs> right now. He couldn't make it to the podcast. Yeah, uh, looks good. Releases in March, so coming up soon. Uh, next, we saw Earthblade, which is from the Celeste team. Looks very. This looked cool. This looks like a. Almost, I wonder if there's going to be like RPG elements to this, or if it's just a side-scrolling action game. Either way, I'm in. Uh, they Celeste they did try. Game, so. I feel like with the trailer and the way the camera was panning, they wanted to imply that these levels would be way more explorative than like Celeste, which is yeah. very you know uh, linear. It's an implied which, Metroidvania. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a cool genre. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that how true that is because I certainly think they have not committed to that, um, and it could just be monster slaying platformer which i'm happy with either way uh moving on we saw dune awakening which is the weird dune mmo that we don't really know what that is gonna play like i mean the trailer I... got the vibes right so yes so much i i think this because we've seen this before this is like the second yes, we or saw the reveal trailer a while ago i feel i don't Maybe you guys had a different experience, but I had the same experience watching this as the first time because it just did a bunch of Dune things in the trailer. And I was like, Dune game. Oh, this looks great. And then the trailer ended with MMO. And I was like, huh? like both, <laughs> both times. Like the original one was like, that's OK, that's weird. And then I was like, oh, wait, yeah, they're still doing that. That's weird because <laughs> it just looks like a like a normal yeah. Dune game. It, my main know. question is, yeah. what does adding other people to my experience do to make exactly. the experience of a Dune game better? Exactly. Maybe they'll have an answer for that, because the Conan game, from what I understand from people who are into that type of game, is really good. So, maybe they'll do a great job. Uh, we got a Forspoken trailer. I mean, we'll it see. looks fine. <laughs> This we'll is see. demo on PS5. I'll I'll play it later. We'll talk about it at some point. Probably. It looks okay. That's the the most I can really muster up about Forspoken right now. I think yeah, the like uh, I I think we're solidly landing in the place of the gameplay looks fine until we it can looks, get our hands on it. It looks slick. It looks it looks smooth. It looks cool. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I say it looks fine. I think the animations look slick and cool, but the actual gameplay to me reads as fine. Because mm -hmm. there's too much going on in the UI. There's all sorts of like weird uh, dialogue mm. issues. There was the trailer. They had a number pop up after you killed monsters that stayed on the screen for like 15 seconds. And that set me off. <laughs> I was so like, this is staying here for so long. When it's you. Huge. 
when you get to playing the demo, because like I said, I was watching Wrestling Ryan play this the night that it came out. When you open like the menu, I just want you to send me your reaction. <laughs> oh my god. I wasn't even I wasn't even... after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like holy crap. Again, I haven't played it, so I can't comment on the gameplay, but just looking at the menu, what tab you're on in the menu, the the, the font is so big and covered in grime that it just trails off the screen. It's just anyway. I, I can't wait. I'm just so <laughs> Curious, because this is the Final Fantasy 15 team, the Luminous yes. team, which Final Fantasy 15 has some stuff going for it. It's also got a lot, lot of stuff not going for it. So I really wonder what side of the fence this is going to land on. 15 ended where I think it's worth playing, but it's not anything super standout. Whereas, for Spoken to me is reading as it's going to be either like a perfect seven or a, a two. <laughs> I don't know which. <laughs> My God. <laughs> That's what, that's what it's reading to me as right now. Um, I could definitely be wrong. I, I'm open to being very wrong because I love magic combat systems, and if it gets it right, ooh, give me those throwing spear fire attacks. They look real fun. Okay. That little flame sword thing she has. Yeah, it looks great. Moving on to Genshin Impact. Let me take a nap. I'll be back. Jeff said it was a sneak peek at Yao Yao. So I'm... <laughs> oh. So excited, dude. Can't wait for you. Well, that changes yeah. everything. Why didn't you open with that, Ryan? <laughs> I'm sure for people who play a lot of Genshin, this is good. Um, I mean, Genshin's been going strong, so no knocking it. But I, I don't think any of us are, are Genshin people anymore. All right. Or ever was. <laughs> I played it for a little bit. That, that was yeah. it. <laughs> I played like, I played yeah. like three hours right? of Genshin. <laughs> but, but a um, footnote in the life of Ryan. <laughs> It hey, I'll always remember it impact on as you. a game that I would probably play a lot more if it were not free to play. And Listen, didn't have Alex is gone. I gotta, I gotta make up for for him and and the puns that we're missing right now. Oh so yeah. Well, very punny game followed next. Death Stranding Two got <laughs> surprise dropped into our laps. Yeah. With yeah. a very lengthy trailer, I didn't expect Kojima to come out swinging like this. We saw a lot from this. I think at this point he's like, yeah, people know what this is, and I don't have to release weird cryptic art bull bullcrap. So whatever, let's just yeah. show. I mean, what it we're still, it still do. was weird cryptic art, but it it <laughs> yeah. had a little bit more substance behind it. Yes, we well, yeah, know the context of why there's a baby in Norman Reedus's throat. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I, we like. I don't know if you saw uh, the little part where Kojima came out to to talk for a little bit. Why? Mm -hmm. But he literally yeah. did say like, I I can't wait for people to just like make up a bunch of a bunch of theories and weird stuff yeah because jeff asks him if he can get a hint about what the game's about and could you just like watch the trailer yeah yeah <laughs> it's great and i have no idea what's going on because i never finished the first one i always pick it up and then i get really into it for like a week and then i hard drop it for like half a year so <laughs> yeah i i think this will be the push i need to finish the stranding one yeah once, i was interested once this has because... a release date it it. it it was fascinating because all of the major characters from the first game were still in the trailer. And I don't know if any of those characters' appearances were supposed to be like a big twist or anything. Because I don't know. It how almost the first felt like happened, um but... Norman Reedus was meant to be a twist, but I wonder if that was more just uh the gray hair was meant mm -hmm. to be a twist or something. Maybe of course none of us have finished Dust Training, so we don't know the context of And I barely um, remember the, the story. Like that I did play, to be honest. I need some sort of recap or something. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that game, I don't think that game would surprise kill off Norman Reedus, because to my knowledge, you could keep playing afterwards and keep building structures and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I, I imagine it's not that brutal. Um, yeah. And even if it is, Kojima tends to like ambiguity in his endings, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was left ambiguous. Wait, wait, wait. Hideo Kojima. Ambiguity. <laughs> Pardon? Never would have guessed. <laughs> what? Never at all. <laughs> Um, this is new territory for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the trailer was also super stylized. I liked that it had like the strands going everywhere. You could really tell what it was yeah. the whole time, and yet I still didn't believe that it was Death Stranding 2 until I saw the title card come up, even though I had seen every character that was in Death Stranding by that point. <laughs> and even then, it's just it's just DS2, and that's a working title. So it could be called something completely different. It could different. be called I don't know. something different. You're right, Brad. This could be Dolphin Simulator 2. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, and I wouldn't maybe, even be that surprised. Maybe this is uh, maybe this is another Blue Box Studios uh, trailer. I also did love we got <laughs> we got glass skin David Bowie at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I cannot <laughs> wait. <laughs> to see what the story of this game is like because I love the look of weird organ people guitar. <laughs> no idea what the context of this is going to be, but it looks great. Uh, Alright, after that we saw Immortals of Avium, which this is another one of those games that almost looked like it was going to go into gameplay, but then didn't. It Literally smashed like, like, it's, it's It's like uh. the most teaser teaser trailer I think I've ever seen because it almost starts with gameplay and then it stops. And I was getting into it because it seems like it's kind of like a magic-based first-person shooter type of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from what I understand, it's a lot of uh, X, like Call of Duty developers. I think X Call of Duty and Dead Space is what which they is build themselves as Ascendant I mean, Studios. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty neat. I'm down. That sounds cool. Conceptually, right. games, anyway. games with good impactful combat. So. Hopefully this can take a magic first-person shooter and provide the same. We'll see if it's good. I'm excited. Uh, Best narrative pops up in the middle here, and we get God of War. Ragnarok winning this. I don't think any of us have finished this, but I mean, I I don't have any problem with this from what I've heard. I'll say this. I'm I'm a good 30-something hours in, right? And if the story keeps going the way it's going... This is well deserved because what I've played so far, it's been very, very good. Yeah, I the only thing I think I've heard people be a little bit salty about is immortal or immortality, um, not getting yeah. recognition from this or the other category. or the best performance category yeah. because it's a, an FMV game that has a lot of narrative focus. I haven't played it, so I can't comment on whether or not I think it deserves it more than God of War. But oh, it's a Netflix game. It's also on Game Pass. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It it, it has gotten extremely good reviews, so I'm I'm sure it's mm-hmm. great. But uh, moving on, we saw Tekken Eight. Looks neat. Looks like a Tekken game. Yeah, exactly. From what I can tell. <laughs> Tiny bit of maybe gameplay in the middle here. Hard to tell, but probably. All right, moving on. Uh, best art direction: Elden Ring. I'm not going to complain, but even though I like Elden Ring, Scorn. Yeah, it's... Well, Poor Scorn. We, 
we had the beginning of the end with the the last award where it's like this was this was that other game's like one thing and yeah. now it's just gonna it's it's gone like I, th- yeah. these all of these games deserve being there that's why they were nominated except for whatever like, and in the absence of sable for best art direction i'm still happy with elden ring because i think elden ring does have phenomenal yeah. art direction I've, especially I've the, of... like nakron oh. yes Incredible. I've seen a lot of areas in, in Elden Ring from like footage or, or when uh, my friends show me bits of it and I'm like, wow, that's fantastic. Striking. That incredible. That yeah. That is a great word yeah. to describe that game. Uh, so, so not disappointed. I'm or not, not mad. I'm just a little disappointed that we're not spreading the love to scorn. This uh, is, this is another example where it's like, there's, there's a couple of, this is what we were worried about. A good, maybe small handful of games that's soaking up all the awards. It's the beginning of the end. Just wait. Just wait until yeah. later. It gets even yeah. worse. All right. <laughs> After that, best VR game, Moss Book 2. That's fine. I've heard Moss 1 is very good. I've heard nothing about Moss 2, and I've heard nothing about most of the other games on this list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have no frame of reference here. I have not played any of them. The only thing I play on my VR system right now is Beat Saber. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what, the way a lot of people are now. And, and here's my VR system right here. For for anyone that's listening to our podcast and not watching, I am not holding anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So best sim strategy game. Now this is one I'm gonna take a moment and be a little salty, even though yeah. I don't Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope won this award. I don't actually have a problem with it winning an award. I just think this category was up against some heavy hitters. It was up against Victoria 3, which is the Paradox grand strategy thing for this year that I've heard is phenomenal and is a striking simulation of economic struggles and whatnot. And then you had Total War Warhammer 3, which is a crowning achievement of the Total War franchise. Notably, did not launch well. So I, I can excuse it not getting an award as not launching well and the best mode being locked behind owning two Hold other on. games. Hold on, I gotta stop you right there. Are you telling me that a Total War game launches in an absolutely <laughs> Never happens horrific before, except state? Except for every time that it did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's in a great state now, but I think it is fair to judge it by what it launched as. Yeah. So, I, I don't have a problem with that losing. I do have maybe an issue with Sparks of Hope winning out over Victoria 3. I haven't played Sparks of Hope, so maybe it's better than I'm giving it credit for. <laughs> the only thing I can add to it. We did like the first one. You and I did like the first we one. We did like the first one. Uh, this is just one of those th- years where I think there maybe wasn't a clear winner here. So Sparks of Hope probably being the least broken game on this list, which I think I can say unequivocally even without having played it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because technically be it's an Ubisoft game. <laughs> oh God, you're right. Just to throw your head through through a loop. Look, there. there's a lot of things that can break in a Total War and a Victoria game. So many numbers. If one number is off by a decimal point, the entire game stops. <laughs> That's true. So, That's true. Uh, all right, best community support, Final Fantasy 14. I think very little surprise here. Yeah, deserved. This is great. I would say. Uh, deserved and I think there was good competition this year we had a lot of really good community support from all the nominees so mm-hmm. I think this was a good year for them uh, we got... can I, can I, real quick yeah in all of these like community support and 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 um, uh, th- those types of awards 
how come Deep Rock Galactic is never up there? I'm just Rip saying. To be nobody the on this team they, played Deep Rock Galactic to dominate it. They deserve to be there just for being a paid game that's been out for more than three years, adding a battle pass and having it go over 100% smoothly. You know what? I would have given them best ongoing support. Or not, yeah, best ongoing support, not best community support. They have probably the best battle pass for a paid game I have ever seen. <laughs> Wyatt, to, to make you feel better, they're not in the nominees because if they were, they're, they would just win. There would be yeah. no competition. Yeah, they they, were, no they were snubbed intentionally. Exactly. It, it's all. Hey, I mean, the Game Awards is now getting no like the Oscars when we talk about things getting snubbed. So, <laughs> Jeff Keeley's accomplished his goal. Uh, all right. We saw Nightingale again. I think this game actually looks like it's shaping up. I'm very curious as to how the loop here is going to work. But you get to build cool looking structures. You jump through things with the realm cards they showed last time where you like build a, a world to go into and explore. So. I'm really curious how how this game will play and if it's going to play fine as a like cooperative thing and rather than being like a PVP thing. So I don't think it has PVP. Uh, so I'm curious. I, I want to know because if it's good, I'll probably play a lot of it. I I look at the setting and I'm like I I yes down for everything that I'm seeing this like Victorian era like with mixed with like fantasy monsters and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. And then I hear that it's an open world crafting survival game, and my brain just shuts right off. <laughs> I'm with you there. Yeah. We are in a world, we are in a post Valheim world where I have seen <laughs> that these open world survival games can be very well made and fun and something that does interest me. But not Most everything not can that. be Valheim. Not everything can be Valheim. And mm -hmm. it's now we'll got to stack up to Valheim and Grounded as baselines which is a pretty tough yeah. call to do yeah. if it does it'll all have a lot of fun with it if it doesn't it's probably gonna if be if you try it if you try it ryan and you think i would like it because you for some reason you just know my taste perfectly at this point i, mean, I think it's, it's gonna be on game pass <laughs> i, I thought it? this was announced oh, at it? X, an xbox show was it i ever? could be wrong about that yeah. but if you say so <laughs> i i vaguely remember this being Maybe not. I could be wrong. Oh yeah, it was last year's Summer Game Fest, so it was not the game, the Xbox show. Uh, all right, best game for Impact went to As Dusk Falls. Eh. This is one of those categories where I so after our nominees show, I went and played a little bit of Citizen Sleeper and a little. Actually, I know I'd say a little bit of Teenage Exocolonist. I finished it twice. So <laughs> it's not a little bit of that game. I finished the game twice. Um, I've also finished As Dusk Falls. I would have given this to either Citizen Sleeper or Exocolonist over it, and I haven't even played anything else on the list. As Dusk Falls to me, I think it fits the category enough. But the game itself has so many barriers to enjoying it inside of it, and it doesn't end well. It has a, an end for sequel bait that does not feel like it's ever going to happen. Mm. So that takes a lot of points away in my book. And it's also just not as effective at communicating the message of getting along with people who are different than you than Exocolonist is, because Exocolonist is basically entirely about that. And does a really good job at it. So I'm a little miffed at As This Falls. Don't hate it, but it, it definitely felt like the least um, impactful of the games that I played on this list. 
All right, moving on to uh, the new trailer for Baldur's Gate 3, and we got a release window of August 2023. I'm excited to play the full version of this. I don't know if either of you care about it at all. I know Alex does. I know. I wish he was here for this. He would. I. I would. He'd bounce it off the wall. Excitement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm sure this will be a good time though, because it, it's been in development for a while. People have been playing it, and it's gotten good impressions. So, I am sure that it will get good impressions on release, because Larian tends to do a good job at what they do. Uh, they also showed off Minsk here. So we have confirmation of Minx can presumably boo being in, in this game following up on Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. I don't know what that means, but... You don't know Minx and Boo the space hamster? I, I can't say that I do. <laughs> I know so many space hamsters, man. It's really hard to, <laughs> to, you know, keep track of all the space hamsters that I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I forget that not everyone can fully... Be aware of the glory of Boo. God. All right. <laughs> Moving on to the reveal trailer for Wayfinders. Uh, this looked kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, it's coming soon. Is. There's a beta coming uh, very quickly, and I think the trailer had something about playing it next week. So Remind, it reminds me of this one game. I can't quite uh, uh, think of it off the top of my head. I'm trying to put my... Ryan, help Ooh, me out. What yeah. game does this? Uh... Does this, remi- does this remind Reminds you me of uh, really? Wildstar? Yeah, right, right, right. Torchlight, that's the game I was thinking of. Reminds me of that. Uh, this to me looks st- straight up like Wildstar, I, which I'm happy about because <laughs> I think Wildstar looked very good. Uh, it has that, that kind of like cartoony wow style aesthetic, but with really bright poppy colors and kind mm-hmm. of a, uh, I don't know about, not necessarily science fiction, but a little bit more pulpy action setting with mm-hmm. weird machinery so this looks cool it's uh, published by digital extremes and it's made by airship syndicate who have made a few games that i've been pretty into they did darksiders genesis which was like the top down darksiders game that was i thought super good so mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a full arpg but it was more like straight up a top down darksiders game so I'm excited to see how this game plays, and I think if it's good, I'll definitely be into it, because Airship Syndicate has done some really good stuff before. I will right. say, they, they showed off a bit of the UI here, and it looks uh, a little on the mobile gamey side for my for my taste, but that's unfortunately just becoming a trend at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's also in beta, so I imagine if, if it gets pushed back, it'll probably change, but yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. see how that goes. And I would also say Torchlight tends to look a little mobile gamey as well. I think it just kind of comes with the cartoony art style. Yeah. When you design That's UI true. like that, it, it has kind of become associated with mobile games. Mm-hmm. All right. Fire Emblem Engage has revealed its expansion pass before the game comes out. Uh, they showed that you can get the heroes from Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's weird to me that they showed the full... And the like gameplay effects of these characters before the game is out. Yeah, it's weird. Because that implies that they're basically done, and it's expansion content, so I'm a little bit uh, iffy. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting watching a trailer before the game comes out that's like, hey, there's this cool content coming to the game, but you can't play it. <laughs> so I, I'm iffy on, on this marketing tactic. Um, it's coming January, so I'm sure you can get your waves of DLC throughout 2023. All right. 
uh, Aurora showed up for a quick little announcement of a concert going on in a game called Sky after the show. Which, to my knowledge, oh. is going on repeatedly every day through, like, January. Oh. Or up until part of January. Um, I think I, I'm actually a, a pretty big listener of Aurora's music, so I'm, I'm interested to check this out. Because I think she does has some great songs. So, I'm curious what this is like. It's also that game company makes making sky who if you don't know made journey and flower so big reputation behind them all right next up we got the diablo 4 section halsey showed up gave a quick little performance nice and snappy music section which they gave way for our wonderful release date trailer and man I just love this trailer. I the, it's, it's coming trailer. from a Diablo Four developer, so don't trust my opinion. Go watch it for yourself. But oh, I'm a big fan of spears hitting demons. So there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot for me here. I, as someone who's not even a big Diablo guy, I just really like the like the visual style of not quite realism that the because uh, it's the same art style that's used in like the uh, the you know, all the other promotional star and like the opening cutscene or whatever mm-hmm. for for and it, it just it looks great. Uh I was just yeah, so, Blizzard so cinematic smooth. artists are so so good. Yeah. Uh, for real. Also Inarius looks spicy and I'm happy people have really liked how he looked in that trailer. Mm-hmm. Alright. Moving on from Diablo to oh also release date announcement for Diablo. Uh six six twenty three. So expect it June. You All really right. wanted to put the other six in there, but we're, you know, <laughs> we're, we're a little, it's, you know, <laughs> it's not much. That, that's a, that is a stretch to do. <laughs> it's six, six, and then 23, two times three. Two times three, you six. can kind of connect the dots, but it's, I feel like that, that would be a little bit of a weird transform the two by three into a six. I don't know. You could do something, but who knows? Uh, all right. Yeah. Moving on to best sports racing game, Gran Turismo 7. There was really nothing else major in this category so no, no I, I guess here. it just it just feels weird with with a game that has that was just the, the highly public the highly publicized way that this game was uh was monetized i feel like yeah. just makes it such a, a strange pick for me but yeah i think the only again, other option really would have been ollie ollie world and i think it's hard to compare a gran turismo game and ollie ollie yeah. So I, I don't envy the choosers of this category because this is a weird group of games. Well, this is together. one of those. This is one of those categories where like there aren't enough picks, at least in in the eyes of whoever sets these up, to like have two separate categories. Because yeah. in a perfect world, these would be two different categories. I, I could so totally bizarre. see if this had included things releasing up until the end of the year and not just things that had released by the show. Which I totally understandable why that is because yeah, yeah. you need to be able to play the games first. But I feel like Need for Speed Unbound would have been up here and probably have won. It'll, it'll um, be there next year, probably. Yeah, but it'll probably be there next year. So wouldn't be surprised about that. All right, moving on. Best multiplayer Splatoon 3. Hey, uh, no complaints. Splatoon 3 has hey, a very good so game. Who, who I was watching this with, someone uh, in my little group who was watching did play Splatoon 3, and he had commented that he felt that it was weird that it was up there, because or that it had won because apparently the servers are really bad, at least in his experience. I have had Nintendo. not a single issue with Splatoon 3 the whole time I've been playing it. <laughs> I can't uh, say. I've played a I good can't. amount of it. 
I did hear there were some issues during the Splatfest, and I have not been able to play during any of the Splatfests so mm -hmm. far, but I'm not sure if that's a, a big enough thing to have taken it from me. Mm -hmm. um, Alright, moving on to Best Audio Design. God of War Ragnarok. Let the sweep begin. <laughs> Another finger on the monkey's paw curls. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I said this last time. Listen, say what you want about Call of Duty just in general as a franchise, but the audio design for Modern Warfare 2 is really, yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, I would have given really this to either good. Call of Duty or Gran Turismo because car mm. games get their audio on point, and Modern yeah. Warfare 2 also has its audio on point. Yeah. Then again, I haven't finished God of War, so I'm, I'm not sure if it gets some really impressive audio stuff in there at some point. Part, th there is this, this selfish part of me where, like, I was my my game of the year like like hope for this entire show was God of War right I would have been fine with either God of War or get there but part of me is like no like God of War had this one because I feel like it didn't get quite as much <laughs> I don't know I don't know I think I, I think oops, that the God first... of War didn't win more awards why God <laughs> just, no here's the thing I was about to say that and then when I was really thinking it's about already it, like, won no, like three no I know God. I know. I think personally, I would have given it to Modern Warfare or uh, the car game because, again, car game audio always good. And ever since Modern Warfare 2019, Call of Duty's audio has been like really, really good. So you already yeah. snubbed them from the the you know the one category that Akkad usually has with Splatoon winning instead. Yeah. Uh, you got to give them at least some, or, may or maybe you don't. Maybe it really isn't that great of a game. Maybe it's not God tier. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not God tier. Well, I ha I'll, I'll just Jeff say I haven't like even. Jeff Keighley doesn't like it. Uh, confirmed as, as fact. <laughs> um, I haven't even played Splatoon three, and I also agree that it should have won the award over COD from the previous category. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's weird to. It's a very, it's a very uneven game. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> uneven game, but with audio, I feel like yeah. If it had won, I feel like that would have been. Deserved. At least give it that. Yeah. It's it's so. funny. I did bring that up in the group that I was watching to with, and they're like, "No, COD is trash. Get out of here." It's like, well, you know, <laughs> have you actually played? Have you, it? Have like, you played no. any of them? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Best content creator Ludwig. Woo. Moving on. <laughs> hey, like like I said in our when we when we covered the nominees, that man is insane. And did this yeah. crazy subathon. So you know what? Take it. <laughs> yeah, no problem After with that. it. I have no no frame of reference for any of his co-competitors in this yeah. category. It's so I can't compare and contrast the cons pros and cons of Ludwig winning. Uh all right, moving to most anticipated game, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I mean <laughs> was there ever any doubt, I think would be the yeah. question here. Oh, not really. Yeah, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom, from everything we've seen, looks impressive. It's a follow-up to Breath of the Wild. It's a Zelda game. That's a powerful combination of factors. So, looking forward to that when that comes out. But, oh boy. Who's to give an awards before games release? Alright. Horizon, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Burning Shores, which is the Hollywood expansion. For Horizon Forbidden West, yeah, is more of it. Probably not going to play it, but 
okay. <laughs> more more of right. game that people like, so good good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> After that, we had a little bit from uh, the two Joels and Ellie's coming up. Troy Baker what? and Ashley Johnson, and then whoever, Pedro, uh, and I don't know the uh, the woman's name, unfortunately. Mel Ramsey. Uh, she did a good job up here. She she kept her cool very well. I think that's a hard thing to follow up after Al Pacino <laughs> losing his mind. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a bit. They did a little bit about trying to pronounce the awards at the same time. How How cute. And simultaneously, I imagine showing anyone that bit of the Game Awards and asking and telling them it's a serious award show. <laughs> this is I, this is at this point I was I was just in Mike's the closeting and I was just feeling like, <laughs> watching as my my chin and neck fused to become more and more of a glitter underneath my beard. Like, oh, they're all saying the words at the same time. Okay. Well, Isn't it, that can we get cute. on to the next one now? This is a, this is something I, I have not I haven't heard about this until just now. You'll yeah, get it, nothing from it's watching. It's fine. It, it wasn't. It, it's one of the most like milk toast bits I can imagine because it wasn't insulting. It didn't feel like it was painful to watch, but at the same time, I have no no idea what the point was. So, hey, sometimes bits are just like that. Um, quirky. Best action game, Bayonetta three. I'm salty about this. I would imagine you would be. Yeah. I remember yeah. watching that and be like, "Oh, I know someone is gonna be mad." Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is. I'm salty about this one. Uh, Doug Bowser gets to come up here and accept his rewards, but you know what? I really think there should have been some other picks here. It's unfortunate. Uh, oh well. Get your get your stuff in gear, I'm, Keely. I'm kind of. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised Sifu didn't take best action game. That's that would have been my pick, I think, is Sifu. Yeah. So, yeah, the only reason I'm really properly against Bayonetta in the circumstance is just because Bayonetta three is the worst of the Bayonetta games, which is still a good game. Like it's still a, a very good game, mm-hmm. but it is the worst of the Bayonettas, and so it winning I think just means we had a poor showing this year. Except we didn't because Sifu also mm. came out. As well as a number of really good action indie games, and like maybe Ghostwire could have fit up here. Was that this year or was that last year? Ghostwire was this uh, year. I think. That was this year. I would have fit I, maybe Ghostwire up here as well. I would say that's more action adventure than just straight up action game, though. Wyatt, when we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two in the same category, boundaries don't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Swap Call of Duty out with with Ghostwire Tokyo, and you have a better category. Um, (laughs) okay it doesn't make sense anyway (laughs) at least ghostwire has action game mechanics in it uh yeah i band of the three worse the band of the game still very good but not something i really think should have won particularly because why this is the worst camera i've used in an action game in a very long time (laughs) it's worse than ninja gaiden (laughs) so that is that is a high bar to clear. Dude, it's because you're constantly fighting like building sized monsters and you can't even see them. Like oh, <laughs> you geez. can't see them because it gets stuck underneath other monsters and like you don't have a wide enough field of view to see anything. It's horrifically annoying and is actually a huge problem for an action game. It's still perfectly playable, but it is just severely annoying the whole time and it means you can't really get into the flow state that the other bayonetas let you get into. So Alright. Moving on, we got Blue Protocol reveal. 
Anyone have thoughts on Blue Protocol? Nope. <laughs> it's published by Amazon Games, and it's a free-to-play online RPG. So I'm... <laughs> I'm exhausted already. <laughs> Just from thinking about it. I do think, hey, visually it looks cool. It looks But it looks Amazon nice. Games yeah. and free-to-play are not a combination of words that has gone well in the past with the number of cancellations that have I think, happened. I think just the word Amazon sends shivers down people's backs. So, you yeah. know. <laughs> hey, but Wyatt, at least you and I get something next. We get Remnant 2. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> we get Remnant 2 dropping with just full, like, realistic machine guns in the trailer. Oh. I love it so much. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about Remnant 2. I think this is going to be goofy fun, and that's exactly what I want. It is published, or not published, it is developed by Gunfire Games, so the actual developers of Remnant as well, which is always exciting to see. And the art style looks wild. Uh, they're going for some crazy medieval mixed with modern military. I feel like they're really swinging for the fences a lot more visually than they were with the first game. It always felt, yeah. at least with what you and I played, Ryan, it felt a bit yeah. like restrained. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but just by comparison, this is just... They, they didn't fully know where it. to go with it, but this time yeah. they're they're committing to what this they're is, doing. This is going for it. <laughs> All right, now next, we get a trailer. It looks like we got military. We got some, like, people in space. They've got suits on. They're going to fight. It looks like some guns. And then there's, like, a, a bit where you're in, in the first-person view... And then you, you look down and you see a robot hand and you go, wait a minute, this is a Transformers game. Yeah. <laughs> Transformers reactivate. <laughs> this is the one that is killing me the most for not having gameplay. Because know, what I'm the so hell kind curious. of game is this? We don't know! <laughs> like, so I, they have stated that it is an online co-op action game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. It's ruined. Who knows? It's ruined. <laughs> if only there was someone in this in this podcast that liked those kind of games. Gosh, can't imagine. <laughs> I... To point out, the last thing that Splash Damage released was Gears oh, of War yeah. Tactics, which is a good game, yeah. but that's a big genre leap. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. First-person shooters are kind of their bread and butter, though. They were the developers of the um, Return to Castle Wolfenstein multiplayer. They were also the developers of Brink. <laughs> of Brink. Okay. We're not done yet, though, Ryan. We're not. We're not. We haven't gotten to the yeah. weirdest thing that they've made yet, though. They're also the developers of um, Dirty Bomb, which was a free-to-play oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. FPS. It gets weirder. It gets weirder. You know what else they made? Batman Arkham Origins multiplayer. I don't, I don't have any energy left for this game anymore. <laughs> I'm so curious what this is going to be like. <laughs> uh, which, which to be and clear... Also, I'll point out, the, say, so they have, I'm looking at their website right now. They have a, an image up of Transformers Reactivate. And it is like New York, the Statue of Liberty is fallen on the ground, and there are big red cable-y, like, War of the Worlds-looking things going everywhere. 
I don't know what is going on. Listen, this is the studio that took a Batman Arkham multiplayer concept and turned it into a class-based shooter, okay? We don't know what to expect from these people. <laughs> I, I This could scared. be pure insanity. <laughs> you know what I kind of hope it is? <laughs> something something to make something to stimulate my brain <laughs> instead of the current oh, flat line man. that it is <laughs> thinking about it <laughs> right. God. moving on to uh our next reveal is behemoth which is a vr game that looks like kind of like shadow of the colossus maybe a little bit probably not any of the emotional stuff but the fighting big monster stuff so i mean listen you get you get a you get a shadow of the colossus style game in vr i think that's a selling point for a lot of people but it's releasing something. on the meta quest and if you don't know what the meta quest is it's the oculus quest but with a worse name so <laughs> all right war fall guys shows up then keegan michael key shows up and tells you that it is not in fact toad's head but a cap which is actually a hat which is also a cap and then pauses for a moment to a lot of silence <laughs> and then continues to uh, talk about the Mario movie, which I'll remind you, the, the first clip of the Mar Mario movie is being played, despite the fact that the trailer of the movie already showed and we saw a couple of clips of the movie. Mm-hmm. I guess Jeff Killiman's the first like extended clip. Who knows? Man, I don't know what to yeah. think of this. I feel like this is gonna be like watching a train wreck in slow motion and that I can't stop, but I feel really bad <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I Maybe like... it'll be really good. <laughs> Who knows? I almost I, I I forgot that this happened. I think I was so my my senses were so artificially dulled by means that are not normally within the human body uh, by this point in the show that uh, I forgot this part happened. But I do remember uh, everyone was silent in the watch group. Just like, you know, I don't know what to expect from this. It's just oh I can't believe what what if Mario went into the pipe and then it got really fast and he blah 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 you can't go through a pipe like that in real life and then he fell out oh my god it's like it's like he could write the movie if he were like seven years old or something whoa see uh, anytime I'm sure I'm kids in, I, will like this movie uh, yes I I think yes. that is certain this feels very uh, despicable me. Yeah. Anytime I have a conversation with someone about this movie, they're always like, oh, it looks like a Mario movie, and everyone minus Chris Pratt sounds like their respective Mario characters. <laughs> Chris Pratt like, sounded oh. like a... Is it just me, or did he sound like a New Yorker in this? He did. No, he, he put he, on a little bit of an accent, and it was he, not enough. Yeah. But it sounded like he was trying to put on like a, a New York, New Jersey accent, and not a Italian accent. Yeah. Yeah. I... My, my thing is always like, at the end of the day, it's Illumination and I don't trust them to make a good movie. I no. I just don't. They don't have the track record. They've made one, in my opinion, they've made one movie that I thought was fine, which was the first Despicable Me, which is, like, mm -hmm. fine. The most 6 out of 10, 5 out of 10 I've ever seen in my life. The, the perfectly like, watchable animation, but doesn't make your day. No. And I feel like there are so many other animation studios that would make a better Mario movie. But... 
you know, they don't pull, they they didn't make the minions, so I guess they don't count as actual animation studios. Do I they? Guess, yeah. The music was good though. I liked yeah. the music. They actually mm-hmm. did a good job. And I, listen, I think the visuals did look pretty good, but visuals looked great. And again, I think everyone, barring Chris Pratt from like a voice acting standpoint, I think everyone does a good job. Mm-hmm. I just it's illumination and I don't trust them. <laughs> so <laughs> all right after that we got animal from the muppets what <laughs> again what? he's coming back this again year. For your, your, your annual forced muppet definitely wanted you to be board. sure that you would know that animal was gonna be here that he was rehearsing backstage before the show he was ready to be here and to be honest brett the animal bit got a lot of laughs. It, it was it was actually pretty funny. This I, I was time. pretty they, happy with the animal bit. They, they made it actually relevant to to video games instead of just having a Muppet character be there. And, and hearing a Muppet know? yell about Elden Ring is just deeply amusing on a level yeah. of, <laughs> it's really funny. a level of of entertainment that I didn't know I was going to get out of this show. I remember the the Beaker bit from last year kind of getting a laugh out of me. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was super know. iffy on the beaker bit, but it was okay. I think this was a better Muppets bit because it was related to video games. It felt like this was actually a a video game show moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you get in a weird Muppets crossover, and Muppet is apparently a huge Soulsborne fan. So he also he, calls I mean, out Kojima. That's kind of funny. Muppet in a, a Muppet yelling Kojima repeatedly. <laughs> While the camera pans over to Hideo Kojima sitting in the audience is really funny to me. <laughs> yeah. So, I thought that was, I thought this was cute. Uh after that, Animal talks about best music, which goes to God of War Ragnarok. It continues. Yeah. I I, I again, like it's the same two, three games getting all the awards, but I'm also not gonna sit here and tell you that it wasn't deserved because that soundtrack is really good. You know what? I'm going to tell you what wasn't deserved. I, I, I love the soundtrack of God of War Ragnarok from what I hear, but there was there was a winner for this category. This was a there category was. that was completely unambiguous to me. There was. And that was Metal Hellsinger. Yes. And if not Metal Hellsinger, it was Xenoblade Chronicles 3 because that game has... Ooh, incredible music. <laughs> Largely, that one is more to my taste than God of War. Not actually that it's necessarily better than God of War, but yeah. Metal Hellsinger is a crowning achievement of yeah. musical design for video games because yes. it's all composed for the game. It all plays into the gameplay loop. It is the kind of thing where, like, that happens once every ten years, maybe. Yeah. So, seeing it get snubbed for this category was tough. By the way, the yeah. only category that it was nominated for. <laughs> again! Again! <laughs> really shouldn't yeah. have been. <laughs> I think this just yeah. screams to me that a lot of people didn't play this game, or Probably. had the games journalist played it and could not get a hang of the mechanics, and so stopped trying after 10 minutes. If you're, if you're going to pick a game, if you're going to pick the game that isn't based on its music and its game design isn't based on its there music... There better be bad music in the game that got yeah. Not, right, but yeah. all the music in Metal Hellsinger is phenomenal. So, and it all works like to forward the gameplay. Yeah. Just the combo yeah. system giving you more parts of the song is classic. You get more, you get more layers the better you do, which is which is was such a great idea. 
Yep. Wild. Actually angry about this one. Even though I'm sure God of War Ragnarok's composing team absolutely deserves it, Metal Hell Hellsingers deserved it more. <laughs> well, what I was going to say, if you're going to pick if you're going to pick a game in this category where the game design wasn't based on the music, God of War Ragnarok is a good pick. It's just not the one game in this category that relies yeah. on the music. Yeah. So <laughs> and made music befitting that reliance. Right. Uh, all right, after that, we got a reveal of Banishers, which is an action RPG from the uh from Dotnod who made Life is Strange and Vampire. I'm pretty into what we saw of this. I think this looks this cool. Was, this was one that I did not watch. This I'm looks like, like Ghost to the now. Witcher, except probably not open world and more story based, and I'm totally okay with that. It looks good. There's a neat like looks... ghost companion you have. The trailer's super moody and thematic. I'm a big fan <laughs> of it going into what looks like gameplay after a CGI bit, so you get attached to the characters and then you see how it's gonna play. It's a yeah. it's a good looking game, definitely. And I think Vampire was was a little bit of proof that Don't Nod can probably do some modicum of action game. <laughs> I don't know if they could do a do it without the narrative support there, but I think Vampire was was totally passable. And so seeing yeah. what they can do having learned from that, I'm excited to see. Uh end of twenty twenty three was our time frame for that. After that. Wyatt, we're eating good today. 40k Space Marine 2. Let's go! And it looks so good. It oh, looks, looks sublime. Awesome. That was incredible. It looked like Space Marine Dynasty Warriors, and I am hyped by that. Uh, Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't really know that much about Warhammer or Warhammer 40k, but I did play the first Space Marine, and it was awesome. <laughs> and an Ultramarine killing Tyranids? You can't get better than that. All right. I'm not sure if that was English, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I think this trailer was solid. We saw actual gameplay, which looks really good, and hopefully it runs well because it was super visually impressive and it would be great if it keeps that, but I wouldn't be surprised if it looks worse when it comes out. <sighs> All right, next we saw Meet Your Maker. We've seen this before. I don't know if it was at any major shows, but it definitely had trailers before. Uh, you have an asymmetric multiplayer game where one player is building a like fort thing that you then run through on, in a first-person shooter bit. Possibly co-op, it seems. I don't think I've seen uh, this before. This looks interesting. Yeah, looks I, cool. I don't know that it was in a show last time, but I've definitely seen a trailer for this before circulating. Comes out April 4th. Looks pretty impressive. Has a really cool visual style. As long as it's balanced well, I think this will be a fun time. I love the 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 character designs here. This looks so cool. <laughs> yep. These this guy's got this giant tank on his head with like tubes coming out of it. Mm -hmm. Looks neat. All right. After that, we saw Blood Bowl three, which had a I don't know, but if you guys agree that this was a really weird trailer, I, I I'm this appreciative one. that it showed gameplay, but to me, this trailer like looked weird. I don't fully know why. I don't remember. I might have been. I might have been in the bathroom for this part, Ryan. I don't think I remember this trailer. <laughs> it had like at all. a bit. It had a bit in the locker room, which was kind of funny, but also kind of long. Not sure. This is for those who don't know. Blood Bowl is Warhammer Fantasy Football. It is foot American football, not not soccer, uh, or worldwide football. It is American football, but you kill each other, and it's orcs and other races 
going at it from what you would expect from a fantasy world. Had a couple of games in the past. Uh, the people that like these games really like them, and most other people have never played them or heard of them. Yeah, yeah. So I guess this was an attempt to resolve the never hurt hearing of it thing. And if, hey, if you like American football, but with fantasy species and, and whatnot and crazy death, hey, Blood Bowl could it be looks, your thing. It looks turn based too. I'm looking at the trailer. Yeah, right it's turn based. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> appropriately wild uh we got a surprise crash team rumble reveal which looks like uh, a moba ish team fight game Why? i really have no clue what to expect from this the only thing i'll say <laughs> is that it seems like crash as a franchise under uh toys for bob stewardship has been going well i know they've done a couple of good like uh, mm -hmm. remasters of the originals from what I understand Crash 4 was really really good yeah um, I definitely have faith in Toys for Bob I don't know <laughs> if I can buy Crash translating to this yeah. type of game yet but maybe a little someone, someone described this one to me and they described it as like Crash Smash Brothers which is not correct at all no. uh, but I was I almost wonder if that would have been a better sort of uh, uh, path in this case because yeah. it was really unclear what was going on to be honest I was like I kind of it was like teams and maybe there's like objectives you have to throw a ball somewhere but like I was a little yeah a little bit strange to look at At the top of his lungs, uh, just let him die over and over. <laughs> I love that that's the thing I get the audio back for is at the top of his lungs, just let him die. <laughs> God, hey, did, the stream, fine. did the stream lose just for like two too? seconds? No, the stream is fine. Oh, okay, okay, I was just, just it's Discord sure. is acting strangely tonight, but we're 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 good. Stream is totally fine. We pushed um, through. Yep, that's our our Blood Bowl and Crash team. <laughs> Think, unless someone else's things they want to add about these two games before we move on to best accessibility, which is God of War Ragnarok. Not too big of a surprise. Uh, Sony, yeah. you know, uh, Sony games in recent years have had incredible uh, accessibility menus, and uh, until someone else steps up to that level, I don't think we're going to see yeah. anything but Sony games winning this. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's not like, oh, well, it's the only real choice. No, yeah, it's well-deserved. I also think this is a category that like, you can kind of remove the sweep factor from this. I think this is largely just yeah. because God of War Ragnarok yes. actually has really good accessibility options. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. All right. And there's no, there's no, like, really obvious other pick either that was, like, yeah. simulating what it's like to be a person that has, like... Which is, not to, which is not to downplay what God of War Ragnarok does offer, yeah. because it, what it does offer is very, very good. Yeah. All right. Moving on, we saw The Lords of the Fallen. Looks like a Souls-like. That's about Am I... it. Isn't this already a thing? What was... There Wait, was a game a... called Lords of the Fallen, which was the like first Souls-like that wasn't a Souls game that was pretty mediocre, made by the Surge developers. Right. This is a different developer's take on Lords of the Fallen called The Lords With, of the Fallen. Yes. So, so, so wait, 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 wait. Same universe? Same, like... Yes, this is a sequel. 
to okay, Lords so, of the Fallen so what we called have the here, Lords of the Fallen, except it looks so completely what, different and has no continuity from what we can tell. So what we have here is a Suicide Squad to the Suicide Squad situation. Yes, except they're cashing in um, on an IP that has what I would guess is no value. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, we, we talked about this last time because this is the second trailer we've got for this. And and like it, it was Jeff again, where Jeff was like super excited to bring you a fan favorite franchise that people have been waiting for a second installment who's, for who's for years. Lords of the Fallen too. Like, who's a fan of Lords of the Fallen? Like, what, are you insane? Especially by a different studio. Like, yeah. <laughs> Very strange. Bizarre. Super bizarre game to exist. I mean, it looks kind of cool, so maybe it'll be good. But I we'll don't see. understand what value attaching the Lords of the Fallen IP to this has done for it. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving through quickly so we can keep speeding up. Uh, we saw Crime Boss Rocky City, which I don't know about you. I was super confused during the whole presentation for this because this game kept... It had the gravitas, it felt, of a game that we've heard about before, but I don't think we have. No. And yeah. it was just very confusing because there were a bunch of actors on screen that were doing really hammy mafia impressions. Yeah. The whole time. This is this is one of those things where it's like it's it's not good when your video game trailer mostly focuses on its cast. Yeah, and I still don't know what this game actually looks like. That's a big deal to me. I don't know about you guys. kind of game is this what are discord we, what are we playing a real tough night but we're fine discord's discord's having a time this was one of those things where they released this like fancy cinematic for it and i think they released gameplay a couple days later after the show yeah i, and I it's checked some out the sort gameplay. of it's some sort of first person shooter or, or something yeah it's it's like effect. a payday-ish first person shooter i don't know if we know if it's mission structure or open world because you expect with a name like rock a city it'd be a mission uh, an open world game but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I, to be I, honest, when when this was first presented by some of the devs, I was like, "Is this another Saints Row thing? What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. This is definitely a confusing thing to me. I'm not sure what this game's gonna be like, and it feels like it's relying a lot on star power. And I have to wonder how much of the bu budget went to getting Chuck Norris to show up in this game. Yeah, or how long well, is gonna be there even? Well, also it was like. Oh yeah, we got Chuck Norris in this game. What are you gonna do about it? It's like, first of all, Chuck Norris is a meme that is so old it predates predates like meme culture in and of itself. And also, who cares about Chuck Norris in general anymore? What is what? what? I, I just question whether or not Chuck that? Norris and Danny Trejo are in the cultural zeitgeist anymore. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> to the point where they're are... valuable additions to it. Maybe like the point is that it's a bunch of actors that used to be famous. Do people who are do people who are younger than us even know who this guy is or care? That's a good question. Because like we know him from like from like the uh, Chuck Norris, you know, memes back in Roundhouse the day, of, like oh Chuck him. Norris, yeah. Yeah. or like oh Chuck Norris is so strong that such and such, right? And then people who are older than us know him from you know canon action movies and stuff like that. But like outside of that, anyone that's younger than us, what is Chuck Norris like? Do they even know yeah, who this guy is? He's not in Fortnite. So 
he might as well I mean, not exist. Yeah, if you're not in Fortnite, you're not it anymore. So it's true. Hey, hey, listen. Get out of here. It's only it's only a matter of time before Chuck Norris shows up in Fortnite. I shouldn't have opened my goddamn mouth. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen, Brett. You just gonna gonna this to... Once I see it, I'm gonna. Once I see it, I'm just gonna spam text you that link to that reveal trailer. I'm gonna be like, "This is your fault." <laughs> see it <Yeah>. now. <laughs> God. All right. Moving on to our next category of actual award, best role playing game goes to Elden Ring. More sweepage, but you know what? I'm not really that salty about this one because I don't. The only other yeah. game I would have really given this to is Xenoblade, I think. But I mean, were we were we kind of talking about? I'm I'm trying to remember our conversation about this, but like there were, it it was kind of an interesting choice to put it here because it's technically an RPG, but not really. <sighs> But not really Normally, like a, this like category a... fits a lot of like turn-based games and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. This doesn't fit with those, but it certainly is a RPG. I mean, Soulsborne games are absolutely RPG. Oh, I'm not but... saying it isn't an RPG, to be clear. But it, it is a category that tends to be a weird mishmash of things. I don't think it's as much of a problem for best RPG because it's a really broad terminology here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with Elden Ring winning. I would have rather we spread the love again and give it to something like Xenoblade. But hey, if Elden Ring's gonna win it, I can't argue with that. Like it's not a there's no okay. universe in which I say Elden Ring is a bad RPG. So, mm-hmm. all right, moving on to player's voice. There was apparently a whole war unveiling on the internet between yes. Sonic Frontier and Genshin Impact, where Sonic players started botting a ton, and then the full force of Genshin's mobile game fan base which is much larger than basically any other game because it's widely available, absolutely destroyed Sonic. Yeah. (laughs) At the same point. Uh, And Jeff Keighley even addressed it by talking about removing bots. So, hey. Made fun of them. (laughs) Genshin Impact, hard-fought, well-earned player's voice award. All right. Moving on to best independent game. Uh, Stray took this home. This is, I think, that we talked a lot about why this is a little bit disappointing as a choice, just because it means you don't get to give Cult of the Lamb, Tunic, uh, Neon White, Sifu, like all these other fantastic indie games that I think absolutely stand up next to Stray. Some do. Uh, And I think the disappointing thing here is that it largely feels like Stray won this because of visual style, even if it didn't, because Stray looks pretty triple-A in quality compared to these other games, which a lot of that like is art it's, style. But. I also feel like it's probably the most talked-about indie game out of all of these here. Like, it probably it was the one that had the most attention. How much How much of that is the power of Cat? All of it. <laughs> all of it. Which is, I mean, that's what the game does really well, better than any other uh-huh. game ever. But it's not the best Cat game tier, is it? <laughs> right. It's not. Well, that's the best indie game category. So let's move on to best action adventure game. This goes to God of War Ragnarok. All right. It continues. Yeah. The the sweep continues. Again, I think we have the same problems as every other sweepy category here. This could have gone to a game that... Another game that deserved an award. Mm -hmm. So, and I believe I'm somewhat quoting word for word what ryan said here when we got to this category when we're talking about nominees let's just toss horizon and stray out of here for a second let's just get rid of those (laughs) and like because like i don't know why stray is an action adventure game it doesn't i i don't 
understand. Like um, solely adventure. So let's toss those two out. Like out of the three, yes, I I I guess. But but again, like sh- let's share the love a little bit. Why can't we give Plague Tale Requiem a nominee, right, or or, or, or an award from everything I've heard? Or one of the multitudes games. of really good indie action adventure games that came out, like yeah. Tunic. <laughs> yep. Yep. It just feels very strange. Uh, we're sticking to these. But let's move on, because we've gone that conversation through at this point. Best ongoing game, Final Fantasy XIV. I mean, yeah, no no complaints here. Again, same as the Community Support Award, but these are relatively different awards, so I'm not a huge problem with that. Mm -hmm. Hey, Final Fantasy getting awards, always nice. Moving on, Best Game Direction, Elden Ring, and I feel like there's very little to argue about with this one. Game Direction, I think, is the award that needs to go to something that does meaningfully change an approach and design and I think Elden Ring has achieved that yeah. regardless of your thoughts on it it's caused kind of a cultural shift in how people are thinking about open world games yes we'll see if anything yeah. comes of that because last time when Breath of the Wild was happening we didn't necessarily get a lot of actual changes based on it until more recently Mm-hmm. So who, who knows? Although although it did heavily influence probably the best Ubisoft open world game we've gotten in a very long time. Yeah, for sure. For what, for what it's worth. <laughs> but it took a while. Like it took a long it took time a minute. to happen. It's uh, and I also think this is one of those categories where the other nominees are weird. Where we got God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. I really feel like the only two that have meaningful game direction changes are probably Ragnarok and Elden Ring in this, yeah. which is bizarre. But even comparing the two is weird because I would say in terms of like of a more traditional like like filmmaking direction, sure, God of War Ragnarok fits, but that's not really what this category is. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I I think Elden Ring definitely is is the clear uh, the pick here for sure. That that makes sense to me. <laughs> All right. Moving on, we see. Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty getting some actual showcases of what this DLC is going to look like. Idris Elba makes an appearance. Looks neat. Didn't really see a lot of meaningful gameplay here, so I think there's not a ton to really pick at, but I think the setting looks cool. There are some neat-looking enemies. Going to be a fun time, hopefully. Hopefully it's not very broken. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, one can only hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, let's hope CD Projekt has learned their lesson because Cyberpunk now uh, is pretty pretty solid. So, yeah. Hopefully, this stays the course and proves it's worth sticking around for. They're starting Thanks. to get a lot of that that good reputation back, and it would really just be the worst <laughs> to lose it all again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. After that. Oh boy, it's the big one, Brett. Just imagine. <laughs> imagine Brett and I sitting states apart from each other and just feeling, seeing the Me red like dot this. on the screen and just getting in the zone. Just getting in the gates <laughs> ready. That's a mono eye, isn't it? That's a, that's either a Zaku or something like a Zaku. And you know and what's like a Zaku in Armored Core. <laughs> And so we have finally gotten the reveal of Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. Oh, this trailer was moody. It was thematic. And Brett, it had a pile bunker. Oh, it's everything. If you ask me, it had everything. (laughs) It had great music. 
base boosted shane gun firing at a million miles an hour it just oh my god crazy like tricycle mech thing going through exactly. great some bipedal stuff we got some flying yes. bits tons of missiles big weird ai planes that look straight out of metal gear oh yep. so what, what kind of what, wait. what genre is armored core even in because hey, I, I really we'll, don't know we're gonna means. find out with this game let me explain the gameplay loop of an armored core game to you wyatt okay okay so you start the game and you're explained by an npc that you're utterly worthless and you're a mercenary that means nothing in this gigantic war between uh, these businesses because it's as cyberpunk as it gets in that regard then they send you on a mission and you get absolutely obliterated and then you get oh. charged like a th like ten thousand dollars because you have to pay for all your repairs and so you got to go back to the shop and you got to buy a bunch of parts and you got to really think about how each your arms your legs your head your core your generator all the different boosters and your guns how, how does that affect your build Okay. And then you spend an hour in the shop doing that, and then you try the same mission again, and then you die, and then you get charged ten thousand dollars, and then you go back to the shop and do it again <laughs> until you come back and obliterate your opponent in less than a second. <laughs> it's like it's 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 stupid. It's the old Armor Core games are the only ones that I've had a chance to play, and they're really really brutal because they have like really obscured controls for a game that looks like it should not control like that. I am forcing myself to try again and not stop until I understand it this time. And I think I'm there. Uh, but this, I... FromSoft is at the point where I think the, the one thing that uh, doesn't need to have gameplay is a FromSoft trailer because I just don't think anyone has any doubt in the world that it might, it might be a completely different game than a Souls but it's gonna be good. It's from soft, dude. Yeah. I don't know what like they literally have not missed. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm ready for a departure for... from from soft. Yes, yes. To see I'm ready for a departure, like. and I'm ready to laugh at people that just all the the months leading up to the release date to just like expect it to be like playable, like it's a Souls game. Same thing with Sekiro, and then they try playing it and they just get obliterated and confused because they don't know that from soft is capable of making other games too. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. wait until they reveal this is actually taking Lost Kingdoms mechanics and is a card game. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a reveal like when Valve revealed an artifact and people were just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Alright, after it that, into the fires of Rubicon if that we get a big Final Fantasy 16 trailer. Yoshi P gets to come on stage, Naoki Yoshida, and talk about how it's about revenge and show some almost looks like hard M <laughs> yeah. from the trailer. I do wonder if this is going to be an M-rated Final Fantasy, which would be wild. Uh, I'm down for it, though. Mm -hmm. Looks great. Oh, I'm so excited for this game. I think the uh, the footage they keep showing here, they're doing a good job of showing stuff that, in no the no-context trailer-verse, I have no idea what is happening, but all of it yeah. looks very cool. So, mm -hmm. I'm very down for whatever this actually is. I swear for a moment it looked like it was in the uh, the zoomed out gameplay of fighting the Titan Titanic primals together and it looked great. Uh, super curious as to how this game is actually going to feel when you play it. Comes out June 22nd. So also first half 
ish, a little over first half 2023. All right. And then December 31st, everywhere else, because it comes out on PS5 first. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. And I think December 31st was the date they gave. Yep. Just about six months after, I think. Yeah. Uh, all right. Game of the year. We get the beautiful visage of Joseph Fares arriving. <laughs> oh, what a glorious man a talking hero. about the hair on his body. <laughs> he means to say goosebumps. His, 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 his body was ready, let me tell you. <laughs> his hair all over the place. Uh, <laughs> love this. So he comes up, announces Game of the Year, and it goes to Elden Ring. I think a lot of people expected this. A lot of people expected mm-hmm. God of War. So pretty pretty split vote at the end, I think. And especially in the sweep that God of War was starting to have. I was, I was a little nervous about Elden especially Ring. Especially with Elden winning. Ring winning design, too, because usually yeah, you game don't direction. see both. Or direction. Either. Well, we had, we had talked about this, and we had, we had wanted, you know, one or the other, but not both. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and I and I think what we what at least Ryan and I had settled on was like I think Elden Ring takes best game direction handily, and and I think Game of the Year should have gone to God of War, for for some personal reasons. I am not at all upset that Elden Ring won. I I not at all, but it's I guess that's more of a personal choice. Yeah. I just just the fact of you know having it win both direction and Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think the harder thing on that now is I do think having played a good bit of God of War, I think game direction is really indicative of having someone with a pretty heavy hand in terms of the game's control, and I don't know that God of War had that person. Um, it felt like Miyazaki here had a lot to do with how Elden Ring played out. I could be wrong about that. It's certainly possible. So I think Elden Ring definitely deserved game direction. Game of the Year is a harder one because I haven't finished God of War, so I don't know how my final feelings on that will come out. I mean, it's a great game so far, but who knows? Uh, Elden Ring, I played to completion over like 150 hours and then immediately started a second playthrough, which I played not to completion but to a good point, and then started a third playthrough with a different build, and then decided I was going to try and beat the big boss that everyone was scared of at soul level one. Uh, and I attempted that for a long time before giving up and realizing that the numbers were just not in my favor. (laughs) 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 But it was a great time regardless. So any game that I could sit there and fight the same boss for nearly a full day (laughs) and not be upset is doing a good job. Um, so I'm happy with this result. I do think I wish things aside from Game Direction and Game of the Year had been spread out a lot more and that we had had more varied nominees from a lot of categories. I feel like this year really demonstrated that more than other years where it just felt like a lot of games that should have been nominated for things were missing and that there were a lot of games that could have been pulled pulled from that were not. So that's unfortunate, but at the same time, you can't play every game. So I I wonder if there's going to be some thought to revising the way that these games are nominated and reviewed because I I think what um, I talked about with uh, some other people was the idea of maybe they could have like a per category have a group of people that play every game in the category and then review them internally because I feel like that's realistic to do if you have different people for every category right get the people that like those types of games and then pit them up to play all those games and then among them choose something so that way everyone has 
played every game a good amount and can actually uh, have a really good input on it. Whereas that way, I think we won't get the case of like a bunch of nominees that no one knows, and so therefore something wins because it's the most known game, which I f- have a feeling is what happened with As Dusk Falls. Because that was the only game on that list that got shown off at big industry shows. All yeah. the others were more subdued releases. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that's a, the big issue with this process, and hopefully there's some way to fix that going forward. Then again, this is a campy award show, and who really cares what gets what award? And the still have fun watching night. it, of course. Yeah, most people I... are there for the, the reveals and whatnot and trailers. But the show is not over. We have one oh, more thing to talk about. The show is not over. God, it's and not over. I'm going to preface what we're about to say. I don't know if this is some weird 4chan anti-Semite call-out. There is no malice or intent behind me repeating the words that have been said. I'm just trying to inform no. people. Uh, none of, nobody on the show is an anti-Semite, and nobody on the show knows much about what happened, but a kid after... Uh, it, to note, this this kid had walked up with the Elden Ring group of nominees, mm-hmm. of, uh, acceptees, and had just, like, snuck in behind them and stayed there and looked like he belonged. Masterclass at how to get into an event you shouldn't be at because he just looked Mysteriously. like he belonged, so everyone kind of accepted it. And I remember noting at the time, I was like, who's this, like, English kid walking My behind group was like, who's, like, someone's son yeah. or something. My group was like, who is this? What's going on? Same, yeah. <laughs> I figured he was someone's, like, kid or something, right? You were like, oh, he's up there to just because he wanted to be up there. And his parent was like, all right, I'll, I'll take you up. Clearly, that is not the case. <laughs> and it's nope. just a, a kid who snuck up. This is, this, this is the Will Smith slap of the Game Awards, I think. <laughs> like, yeah, like this equivalent. was the equivalent. Of like Bizarre. unplanned, unplanned, completely out of nowhere. What the hell just? And happened? I love Hard Drive. Uh, <laughs> has an article on this, and their headline for the article is "Gamer Wins Reveal You're a Racist Any Percent Speedrun at the Game Awards." <laughs> and I love that wording. Uh, he he basically he said something about nominating the award to Reformed Rabbi Bill Clinton, which is. I don't understand what that <laughs> sentence is supposed to be. This was the weirdest thing I think I've ever heard someone say on TV. Everyone was confused. Apparently, there's two sectors of the internet. One who thinks he's an InfoWars kid, but then Jason Schreier interviewed him and claims that he's Jewish because he understood a question that Jason Schreier asked in Hebrew. And then, in Jason Schreier's words, appeared uh, tried to hide that he understood it. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Jason Schreier, as always, doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Ratings the only thing everyone hero. knows at this point for sure is that some top class memes have come out of this. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I, within seconds of it happening, I was ar- I was already playing uh, Elden Ring. I was doing another playthrough. I stopped that to go back to the beginning and make Bill Clinton <laughs> in the character creator as close as I could, and I'm still playing as him right now. Man, this is just oh, one of those cases. I can't imagine what this kid hoped to accomplish. Like, what was the goal here? Was it just to get on stage and say? What is the point here? I mean, he got escorted off stage and apparently escorted to a police station. He was arrested, yeah. Well, after the fact, I think the LAPD confirmed they didn't actually arrest him. He was just taken to the police station. Why did Jeff say that then? (laughs) I think because he was taken to the police station and confusing what arrested and actually is. But 
Uh, Either way, I think there's going to be increased security. <laughs> next I hope so. For sure. And a working knowledge of yeah. who should be on stage wow. with each group of people beforehand. Because God. I don't get this. This was bizarre. <laughs> to the point where I was certain we had heard something wrong. We were watching this. We're like, he had said something important, but then he was getting escorted off stage. We're like, did he actually say that? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, absolutely bizarre. Crazy end to the night. Completely overshadowing Elden Ring when it gave the year <laughs> the awards. Yeah. We have I, a child. So <laughs> that's Jeff Keeley's wild ride for this year. <laughs> <laughs> Truly earning its title this time. Oh, oh. God. Most wild ride of all, truly. I am stunned that this happened. <laughs> and you know what? At least the memes are good. So. Mm -hmm. That's true. I'm sure Alex would have a comment on their quality if he was here. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the show. We did it. We talked about all the games. Which means, well, time for impressions of the Game Awards. What was your... If you, you'd rank this among Game Awards, where does it fall? Is it good, bad? This In the middle somewhere. For me, this, for me, was a gigantic misery sandwich. Where <laughs> the top bun was much bigger than the bottom bun because there was some, some interesting things toward the beginning. And then... And then... Put the top bun on with with Elden Ring winning Game of the Year and Armor Cord Six is there. We got Final Fantasy Sixteen trailer and it's just like, well, I mean, you 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 you, you drag you drag me along to the end with with all of these things. Uh, but what, what what did I lose in the process of getting there? It was like three and a half hours of, you know, it were games. I will say there were games this time. This is not a case where there were no games and it was just full of ads and there was 17 different musical performances that added nothing. This was a very game-focused time, but just something about the pacing was off here. I don't know. It felt like it went on forever, um, and there's... I don't know. Yeah, this it wasn't it the felt worst. like it simultaneously managed to have too many skits and not enough, and I think it's that yeah. most of the skits were largely very unfunny, and there were, like, two pretty good ones. So... Mm. Actually, I think one pretty good one. The animal one was kind of funny. The rest were all right. And then the <laughs> washed up actors on stage trying to do mafia impressions really just lost <laughs> for, for a bit there. Especially because it was a lengthy section. Yeah. Um, I think this falls, it, it still kind of falls pretty high for me because I feel like there wasn't a lot of lengthy nothingness here. Mm -hmm. that, that's been a problem in past game awards. And. There were a lot of good announcements. There was a lot of games that I cared about here, like Remnant 2. Uh, the weird Transformers game is a strange highlight, just because I want to see what that is. Armored Core is huge, especially seeing they have a pile bunker in the trailer, because that is my most loved video game weapon type, and very few games have it. It's basically just Monster Hunter and Armored Core. So I'm excited to see another Armored Core with a pile bunker in it. Yeah. That's it. That's my uh, thoughts. So, okay. Like I said, I, I didn't... I was able to watch this. I caught the very end, and then I got some of the game reveals and some other stuff after the fact. I am scrolling through the entire show right now, and I do not see a single frame 
of Jeff Keeley's shoes. And for that, they do. I'm going to have to say at the start of the show, they, they get close to his kicks and they're pretty, they're like high, they're white platforms. I don't see them. Listen, good. if you give me, if you give me a time code so I can see his kicks, the very first moments he steps retract. on stage, they, he's sweeping. I you see his, his kicks. Mm, he's got bright I, I, white I kicks on. Not, I have not seen them yet. Jeff Keeley's um, kicks game is on point. Okay, then you know what? This is this is another quality show from Jeff and the Queen. <laughs> I, I will tell you, I was looking for that. I was looking for him walking on stage in quality kicks, and it looked like he did. Then, then you know what? Uh, 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 comment retracted. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that I couldn't find it easily is a problem. Is a shame. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That that aside, um, need more wide shots of Jeff standing alone on the stage. <laughs> Yeah, that that aside, we've we've harped on this a lot, but I think it's it's good to mention it in the in the summation of of this show is that too few games got too many awards. Yeah, it was it was kind of two three games getting way too many awards, which and I was saying to this to my group uh, that I kind of just dropped in on last minute to watch the last bit of the show with. I was saying like, well, it seems like a lot of the same games are getting the same awards and they're they're like yeah well it deserves them and it's like yes but also it's just a it's just not nearly as much we're as comparing subjective show. things so when you say it deserves it there's almost always something else that also deserves it to someone so exactly exactly it and and it's also it's a good opportunity to highlight games that like being able to highlight games like tunic or or um metal health singer uh, or metal, thank you, Metal Hell Singer. I feel like is such a missed opportunity because I feel like people who are watching the Game Awards they may not have heard of those games or played those games, but when they say, "Oh, uh, wow, best deep indie was given to Tunic," maybe I should check Tunic out, and they'd have a really good time because Tunic is a great game. It just, it, it's it's almost it's almost like what it, what it starts to feel like is is like. Uh, that that sort of like hopium where it's like yes i played god of war i played elden ring it got all the awards i made a good purchase and i have good taste in video games it's at time i'm not saying it is designed that way but i'm seeing feeling what i'm saying is at times it it, it comes across as like yes you made you made a good purchase decision you know and and that and that's not nearly as much fun to watch yeah i i I agree there's a certain thing too where it's like Okay, there's really no argument. Either God of War or Elden Ring is going to win Game of the Year. Game of the Year. Do they really also need to be winning everything else too? Like, what? Mm-hmm. just yeah, they, they unless there's like a super knows standout the case of like, yeah, this was the only game that did this this year, and it, it's an exactly. award for this type of thing. It feels highly unnecessary yeah. to win other things as well. All right. Yeah. That's the end of the show. We're going to do shout outs now, and then we'll be back next week. Well, you two will be back. I will be gone next week, and then we're going to be on a break for the holidays. Uh, January will likely return to normal for a good bit of time. Then February will get weird again with moving, but then be normal. So, rocky road for a little while. But who wants to start with shout outs? Um... Uh, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I I stumbled across this YouTube channel recently called uh, Bad Game Dev, and he does a lot of small uh, uh, sort of one-man game projects where he tries to recreate Minecraft but for really cheap, or tries to recreate a a .io game, or maybe he pays 
developers on Fiverr to make the same game at different price points to compare and see, you know, it's, it's a really interesting, funny little channel. And if you're at all interested in like the game development process, which I feel like if you're watching us, you, you may be interested in that sort of thing. I think it's a really like funny, accessible look into, into how some of that stuff works from time to time. And it's just, it's a fun channel to watch. Right. I got right. You got something? Um, I uh, shout out to uh, yet another show that I finished watching recently. Welcome to the NHK. Uh, Good one. It's it's uh, <laughs> I had to I had to walk around the house after uh, after finishing it. <laughs> really think I, about life afterwards. Yeah, there's there are few things that are made in general that deal with really serious concepts like depression and and like mental illness and how like society interweaves into that and affects you for every different person uh but like to have of all things like an anime that really handles it well uh and and reading more into it it seems like the guy who wrote it really like dealt with a lot of that stuff and that's why it's so personal and successful so if it it is it is very sad for a lot of it because of how unfortunately relatable it can be. But if I would genuinely say, if you are in bad times in the headspace right now, welcome to the NHK will probably help you out of it because it was really, really, really freaking good. All right. I got to give my shout out to Dwarf Fortress because it's out on Steam. It has UI and mouse controls, and I have officially delved my first delving into Dwarf Fortress and its inner complexities and almost managed to not die before I realized I had forgotten to give my animals anywhere to graze and had stuck them inside a box under the ground without a way out and they all died and I didn't have any food so my colony is gone but hey, losing's fun <laughs> and next time take care of your animals and don't just forget about them in a cave <laughs> we, we learn from these sorts of mistakes you know, everyone was all sad. I'm like, what's happening? And then realize they're sad because all the animals died. I'm like, why all the animals died? Oh, I locked them in a cave. That's why. <laughs> because I set their grazing ground as in a cave instead of in the grass that they eat. <laughs> you know, sometimes a little bit of common sense goes a long way. <laughs> Maybe I should have questioned whether or not a horse needs to be underground or above ground. But you know what? Those rocks full of nutrients, dude. <laughs> full of nutrients. It's a picky horse. Yep, picky horse didn't want to eat them rocks. Alright. Well, on that note, as always, Tuesday mornings at 7 p.m. We've been changing it up because it's working better for some reason. I guess people like to listen at night. So 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Podcast podcast platform of your choice on Tuesdays. Be wonky for the next few weeks, but bear with us as we holiday and whatnot. <laughs>